from the nchc.tv studios behind the mask hockey shops present college hockey west live behind the masks college hockey west live is brought to you by jesse ray's barbecue at 308 north boulder highway in henderson stop in for lunch cater your next event or just buy a couple of bottles of our award-winning sauces the nchc and nchc.tv subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013 the tag creative group search t-g-r-a-n-r-u-d at redbubble.com and let us create a unique design for you or your business behind the mask hockey shops visit any of our three valley locations or go to behindthemask.com whether you're on ice or in line caesar's entertainment resorts and casinos where an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations around the world the spaghetti shack classic italian comfort food quickly with locations in tempe and pine top order online at the spaghetti shack.com liberty university play for something more faith education and hockey at liberty.edu college hockey inc your ncaa hockey resource jets pizza sign up for our crunch club at jetspeats.com and have special deals delivered straight to your inbox and by the caesar's sportsbook app proud partner of the nhl college hockey west live from the nchc.tv studios presented by behind the mask as a part of the ice time hockey west.com network here are your hosts scott strandy and paul hornstein well welcome in hockey fans anywhere that you may be joining us on this beautiful sunday night scott strandy with you tonight from uh beautiful Palm Springs, California, where it's a balmy 85 degrees. <laughs> yeah, I said it, 85 degrees in November. It is wonderful, but nothing like the palatial estate that my co-host resides in out on Long Island, New York. Paul Hornstein, how are you tonight? And uh, is it 85 in the estate? I don't know. I don't live in any estate. Do you, do you, do you, know, do you have another partner that I don't know of? <laughs> you come with that stuff all the time. We all know about the estate. I mean, it's made its rounds now over the last five years on the podcast. Everybody yeah. knows you can't get close to it. Those big gates and the guards and security dogs, you don't get anywhere near the front doors of that. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's no gates. There's a front door, <laughs> thankfully. I How about the guard dogs? How about the guard dogs? Depends. Are you bringing them food? Well, if you don't bring them food, then what happens? They, then they bark a lot. Oh, okay. I thought maybe they could carry a part or some crazy no. thing like that. No. No. I have one dog's <laughs> too old and the other's two chickens. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, it is College Hockey West Live. It's Sunday night. I am hanging out uh, right now in, as the game goes on behind me, uh, the AHL game between Coachella Valley and uh, – the Tucson Roadrunners, and boy, every time I go to an AHL game, I go, hey, I, I saw that guy play NCAA hockey. I saw that guy play. He's pretty good. Yeah, I'm watching Nathan Smith on a line with Dylan Gunther and uh, Josh Doan, pretty much um, being one of the leader, leading lines uh, in the, the Pacific Division right now. They are pretty dynamic. And uh, you look down the list, you see Jimmy Schultz with, uh, with uh, the guys from um, uh, Coachella Valley. Uh, Austin Boganski is uh, now from one from Coachella Valley. 
over to Tucson, a former North Dakota player. So you just go up and down the lineups, Paul, and NCAA hockey reigns supreme in the American Hockey League right now. Well, you know, it makes up a third of the NHL. So it makes sense that you see a lot of college players at the AHL level. Right? Um, you know, in our lifetimes, it went from basically nothing to the do- to to. Uh, it's not the majority, but pretty darn close to a plurality. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to argue with you on that. If you're looking for an argument, you're not going to get it from me. No, I wasn't looking for an argument. There no, are other okay. things we can argue about, but <laughs> that's not one of them. Like your palatial estate, you want to argue about that? There's no argument there either, because I don't know who you're. T- I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> when you find a palatial estate, let me know so I can go hang out. Okay, let me let me tell you. Uh, this weekend, as you know, I spent it at, at Mullet Arena watching the uh, at the time the six one and one Denver Pioneers and the six one and one Arizona State Sun Devils. Uh, tonight, Paul, they're the seven two and one. Uh, Denver Pioneers and the seven two and one Arizona State Sun Devils. The talk around Denver away from the rink. I'm not talking players or people that are in the know, but the fan bases were going like, "Oh my goodness, uh, a, a loss and a win, a split series at Arizona State meant, uh, boy, Denver's in trouble." No. No, they're not in trouble. They're number four in the pairwise, and that just tells you how good Arizona State is playing and how good the parity is across college hockey. Uh, David Carl told me that. You're going to hear it in a minute. He said, uh, this team from Arizona State is going to win a lot of hockey games. He's right. Well, we'll talk about it. We can talk about it after you play the clip. Um, I have my own thoughts and opinions, naturally. Uh, some of them were... I have to admit, I didn't expect to hear from the coach after the after the weekend. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, a tremendous weekend of hockey, and we'll get into it, I guess, after we hear the clip. Yeah, so let's start with uh, the um, the first couple of clips are just very short from um, Jack Devine with two goals Saturday night. So we'll back it up. We'll go Saturday night, and then we'll get into. Uh, the Arizona State side of things on Friday, which was a thrilling, dramatic uh, 6-5 victory. So here you go. Here's uh, here's um, a Jack Devine first. First of all, what were your thoughts about playing at Mullet? And uh, talk a little bit about tonight's game. Yeah, I thought it was a great atmosphere here. Um, definitely some passionate fans. So um, that was awesome to see. It's pretty cool to uh, play in an NHL rink like this. Um, I thought for us it was a big win here come down from uh, you know, uh, come back from that. I thought it was a, a chance for us to prove ourselves and being a young team. It's really, a, really exciting to see us respond like that. What's going through your head when you're down three nothing, and then all of a sudden you storm back and you get four unanswered right away? Yeah, I think it's just staying positive at the start and then building a little momentum. I think, I think for us, it's just believing in ourselves. I know we have a great team, and I know we got a very offensive, talented team. So just believing in ourselves, and um, obviously that was a result because uh, we were able to accomplish that. Yeah, that's the first clip. From uh, Jack Devine, Paul. Before we get any comments, I'll uh, I'll go ahead and play the second clip, and that way we can talk about Jack all together. This one's even shorter, believe it or not. Any thoughts on these guys being in the NCHC next year? Did it feel more like a conference game this weekend? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think these guys were very passionate. I definitely think this could be a, a very good rivalry ahead. Uh, they had a good team, kudos to them. But um, I 
it could, should, should be another good couple games next year. Thanks, Jack. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you, guys. So that's Jack Devine. It was short and sweet, but I think the point got a cross ball. Um, this is a building rivalry. Coach Powers, as you'll hear in a little bit, uh, doesn't think it's there yet. Um, but but Denver thinks it's building. Well, I I, I would agree with that. Um, there yet? No. Um, do I think it is building? I think so. I think ASU has to win a little bit more before it can become a true rivalry. And I know we're not going to talk about national championships because unless something crazy happens, ASU won't catch Denver in my lifetime. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. By the way, Denver has nine. I'll yeah, just throw that out there right now. Yeah. We'll throw. We'll uh, we'll let Coach Bowers talk about that. But uh, Jack Devine got two on Saturday night. Right. Um, he's a dynamic player. I've told you that from the start. Is that uh, when they did not draft him, the NHL didn't draft him in the first couple of rounds. Man, did they miss? Did they miss on a great player? And uh, he's just going to continue to prove people wrong the longer he plays this game. Well, listen, he is. He is a great player. Um, you, you can you can sit there and 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 we talk about um, just how good Denver is, and I, I haven't changed my mind. I I still think Denver's the best team in the country. I know what the records are. I know what the pairwise says, um, and and that's all well and good, and I understand it. Whether, you know, but the fact of the matter is, if you asked me what team was the best team, uh, I would say Denver, despite whatever other issues. I mean, every, I don't think there's a team that doesn't have issues this year. Yeah. And, and I I think those issues are also um, compounded by the parody. Like, you can't have bad shifts, you can't have bad periods because you're going to lose, no matter who you're playing against. Well, that's what I'm talking about. I, I, I don't think there's every team, even the, the top teams, whatever you might consider the top teams, pick teams that you think are your top five teams. And every one of them has a weakness that could cost them, I don't want to say a postseason berth, but a championship or a chance to go to the frozen four. Um, I don't think there are, I don't think there are any locks to end up in the frozen four this year. It's not, it's not like you're sitting here and like, Oh man, this team is just, Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down here. Our friend Pat Micheletti put out a tweet earlier this week that, uh, pretty much secures four spots in the frozen four. Oh, they might as well stop playing now, right, Pat? <laughs> I mean, Hi, Pat, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know it's early, and I know you're just doing your job, but we had to give you a bad time. So, Pat, if you're listening, we love you, buddy. Yeah, I just don't. I, I think you could make an argument for a legit eight to 12 teams getting to the Frozen Four. And another six to eight teams that would be dark horses to get to the Frozen Four. That's a lot of teams. Yeah, that's almost everybody in the field has a realistic shot. 
All sixteen teams is what you're telling me. Uh yeah, I would I would I would sit here and say that at least through the first six weeks of the season there are a lot of teams that you could see get hot and go on a streak and play good enough hockey to win four games in a row. No matter who you think those four teams might be, those those teams might be. I just think that, um, like I said, every team that I've seen so far, and I've seen a little bit of just about everybody, um, there, are, there are weaknesses. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with you on that. Let's and, hear and, from uh, – go ahead. And Like I said, not that that's necessarily a bad thing or that you have teams that those weaknesses are glaring, but they are questions are big enough questions to where you could make an argument that they don't get to a frozen four or don't win a national championship, but they're not big enough arguments where you said, oh, that team's not going to postseason. That team's got no shot. So, Okay. Um, let's go to head coach David Carl because we've got a lot of stuff from the Arizona State Sun Devils from Friday night. Justly so. That was a big win for them uh, in overtime. But here's head coach David Carl after Saturday's uh, 8-4 victory for the Pioneers. Carl, D.C., if you want, uh, just tell us a little bit about tonight's game. It wasn't the start that you wanted, I'm sure, but you battled back, a lot of resiliency in that squad. Yeah, uh, there was. Really proud of, of that fact. And, um, you know, 3 nothing, it can go a lot of different ways. Um we chose not to fold in the tent. We chose to, to keep going, and big goal by McCabe Webster to get us on the board. Obviously, the, the, the extra attacker goal and then scoring on the ensuing power play, you know, kind of that two-goal swing um, is a huge moment in the game as well. And just seemed like from there, you know, we kind of finally got going and uh, playing our game. Loved how we finished the game the last 15 minutes. Of the third, uh, showed some maturity in our game. I thought we started loose, got tighter. As the game wore on, they make it really uncomfortable. Um, they made different adjustments. I was really impressed with their team, and um, they're going to win a lot of hockey games this year. Your thoughts on uh, playing here at Mullet this weekend? Yeah, it's a good building. Um, obviously, we'll be coming here every year now, so um, great place to come to and uh, visit. Great place to play hockey. Great place to come to, great place to visit, great place to play hockey. Things I don't think many people thought David Carl would be saying 10 years ago. Uh, who, who thought that it would even be a thing 10 years ago? <laughs> about, exactly. That's my point. Uh, the, the team's not 10 years old yet. Exactly. Okay, here's the second so, part, and then I'll let you uh, make your comments on uh, what Coach Carl had to say. Here's part two. Coach, what will you carry away from this weekend uh, for the rest of the year and into next weekend? I think anytime you have moments like this, I, you know, I look back. Um, our championship year, we were down 3 nothing to St. Cloud at home, came back 1-8-5. Um, you know, these are just they're, they're kind of calling back moments for the group to understand that they're never out of a hockey game because you just it's not ever it's not always going to go as you predict it and how you script it. Um, it's a long 60-minute game, and so... Uh, just for them to gain this experience uh, with so many young guys uh, is a huge positive that, that we will take forward throughout the rest of the year. Uh, 
uh, fine. I mean, yeah, luck is in uh, the other same games, um, you know, outside of Matty Davis, been, you know, relatively healthy. And um, to get through it, 7 2 and 1, 7 of our first 10 on the road, uh, with 10 freshmen, only one regulation loss. Um, we're happy with the start, the foundation we're building, and, and where we can continue to get to. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. Okay, Paul, go ahead. You heard David uh, Carl's comments. Your thoughts? Well, listen, I mean, again, I think that Denver's the best team in the country. Do they win, do it? Will that mean that they win the national championship? Does that mean I think that uh, that they're going to sit there and and just blow people away? No. Like I said, every team has questions, and they have theirs. Now, does somebody emerge to 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 erase those questions? I don't know. We're only a month into month and a half into the season, right? But um, we know Denver's a big time team, and we know that uh, that we watched them play this weekend, and it was a very interesting weekend. And with with that team, they have so much firepower; they're 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 never out of a game, and you can't make the the kind of unforced errors that ASU made on Saturday night and expect to win the game even if you had a 3 nothing lead. Which they did have a 3 nothing lead, and I, I thought they were going to put the hammer down. I thought they played very good Friday night, thought they played very good up to that point on Saturday night, and I thought this is a big... Um, big moment, a big weekend potentially for Arizona State, and then all of a sudden it just whoosh, vanished like that. Um, Again, that's, so that's, anyway. that's the kind of firepower they have. They scored on the extra attacker goal when a delayed penalty and scored like 15 seconds later on the power play. You can't give this team chances. You just can't. Um, nope. they, they, I know they scored five goals on Friday night. But that was also a completely different game than than, than Saturday, and we saw well, the difference lot, Friday night. Paul was we it saw was a lot a, of it was a boxing saw, match, punches saw, back and forth. I know, we saw a lot of very interesting hockey at at Mullet Arena over the weekend. Well said. Okay, let's go to Friday night. A six-five overtime victory. The captain, uh, Tyler Gratton, gets the game winner um, to uh, to give Arizona State at that point was a Huge, huge win. It still is. I mean, anytime you can beat the number two team in the country, it's pretty impressive. But let's listen in. I got, I got about, I don't know, almost 15 minutes of comments here uh, between um, the guy with the hat trick, Dylan Jackson, Tyler Gratton, and uh, Coach Powers. And I think it's, I was thinking about cutting it down. Then I said, you know what? No, this is such a big moment for Arizona State hockey. I think we need to hear it all. So, Let's start with the players and let's finish with the coach. So here we go. You can't talk about the game winner. What did you see and how did it develop for you? Um, yeah, I mean, Chambell had an awesome back check back to lead to the turnover. Tabby worked his butt off to get the puck up the ice, made an unbelievable pass. I just, I was in the right spot at the right time and was able to finish it. What does it mean to beat the number two team in the country right now? And what does it say about your team? Um, you know, I think our team's playing really well. And I think um, the performance that we put on tonight, um, was really good. It's a stepping stone of the season, but I mean, there's still a lot of unaccomplished stuff that we 
we need to take care of moving forward here. Um, I mean, Jackson's line was unbelievable tonight. It really helped us out. So. Dylan, when you look at it, obviously, tonight the hat trick, how, how much did it you know, make you happy that your brother you know, got the assist on your hat trick goal? Um, it feels good, obviously. Um, it's nice when our line's clicking and we're playing well, and uh, we're helping the team win. So, yeah, obviously, it feels good. Can you kind of elaborate that on that more? Your top line was really clicking tonight. What was that? I mean, it looked like you and your brother really just were finding each other all over the ice. Is that how it felt? Yeah, I mean, sometimes you just get the puck bounces, so just keep working and, you know, things will happen. Tyler, resilient is the word that Greg Power and Coach Power has used to describe your group. Is that what you've seen the entire season from where you, when you came here in July to now? Yeah, 100%. Um, I mean, there's been some times in, in games so far this season that um, – we haven't really been in the lead. Um, I think there was a handful of them, and the team's never quit. Um, the life on the bench doesn't change. Everyone's still positive because we know we can. And I, I think we've proven it that we can come back in the game so far this season. Like, we've been doing a really good job. We just don't give up. What's the importance of not uh, riding the high of this one and getting ready for tomorrow? we got to play again tomorrow. Um, they're a really good team. They're going to come out swinging hard. They're going to play better than they did tonight. So we got to make sure that um, – I mean, we enjoy this, but I mean, tomorrow we got to turn the page. It's a new day, new game. Um, and we just got to make sure that we're going to be better too than we were tonight. What are some things that you want to keep improving or switch up going into tomorrow against Denver? Um, I, I think we can take away their time and space. They're a very skilled team, especially when they have the puck in their stick. Um, so if we take away their time and space um, and close on pucks defensively a lot faster, we'll be able to catch them in transition a lot a lot more. Um, that's what something that their line did really well tonight was that they closed them and didn't really give them that much time and space and they caught them in transition and they capitalized. Like, so if all four lines play like their line did tonight, like we're going to be in really good shape tomorrow. Uh, you played a lot of college hockey in the Big Ten and had moments taking down tough opponents like that. Where does that goal bring for you and your career? Um, yeah, I mean, it was a big one. Um, like, you know, like like I said, though, like I just happened to be in the right spot at the right time. I capitalized. Uh, the other two guys out in the ice worked their butt off to make that play happen. So, when you look at sorry, I cut you off there, but um, you know, you look at obviously power play. You, know, you guys give two short any goals. How do you how do you kind of put that behind you and just you know keep the power play going? Um. Yeah, I, I mean, it, both units gave up one. Um, they both kind of happened from not working hard enough to get back. Idea of a power play is the 5v4, but you need to play like it's 5v5. You have to work just as hard, if not harder, because you know the four guys on the other team are going to be working hard. So um, I, I think tomorrow, with how, how hard they pressure up the ice, if we work to get all five guys back a lot faster, then we'll be able to eliminate those two goals. Do you think scoring you know, a couple power play goals of your own kind of you know, offset those short-handed goals and kind of you know, got your confidence back a little bit in the power play? Uh, yeah, 100%. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of special teams tonight, um, good and bad. So I, I think there's a lot of areas that we can clean up and then also move forward with that we were good with. So describe to me what the locker room was like after that massive win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously it felt really good, but like you said, we can't get too high when we win and we got a game to play tomorrow. So. That second period, Denver came out really strong. What was Power's message on the bench? You know, come out the midway point, you guys started to really come back that turned it around. Um, well, I think it was the same as it was. Uh, we got to play hard defensively and close down their time and space. So just stick with it and keep doing that. Yeah. You guys were down a little bit, you know, mostly in the third period. It seemed like Denver was trying to get a little bit physical there in the third period. How did you guys just 
kind of stay level-headed and you know just try to come back from that deficit a little bit? Um, just try to not focus on it and play through it. Obviously, when you're in a close game like that, you want to take a penalty at that time of the game for something like that. So just stay level-headed and yeah, keep working. So how does it feel when you're just, this is clearly a game, probably one of your best games of the season where everything was going right for you, getting the bounce, like you said, but like almost every shot's going in. How does that feel on the ice of the skater? Uh, obviously, it feels good, but, you know, same thing as the team success. You don't want to get too high. Uh, we have another game tomorrow, so. Well, thanks, guys. Okay, Paul, did you get the uh, the drift that there was another game tomorrow? This was after Friday night. Well, listen, I mean, we, the, 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 their cliches are there for a reason, <laughs> right? I mean. There's another game tomorrow. We can't get too high. There's another game tomorrow. We can't get too high. I heard that numerous times. As you would expect. You know, I, I seriously, as you would expect, I would, I would, I'd have been shocked if it had said yes. If somebody had said, "Yeah, we don't care about tomorrow." <laughs> so anyway, Tyler Gratton with the game winner, uh, the hat trick for uh, Dylan Jackson. His line, Dylan, Ty, and uh, Sillinger were unbelievable on Friday night. Not quite as good Saturday, and that may have been a case of Denver paying a little bit more attention to him not giving them the time and space that they had on Friday night. But, boy, kudos to ASU and the way they they came back. I told you it was like a championship fight. It was one team scored, the other one came right back. It was like punches being thrown back and forth until it was finally 6-5 in overtime. And uh, people were going like, you know, Arizona State just really uh, rattled Denver. I don't know. I mean, if that if Denver scores that overtime goal instead of Arizona State, guess what it is, Paul? It's a sweep for Denver on the road. Listen, I mean, I, I I think we saw five or six different games over the weekend. To be honest, yeah, yeah. all all involved within two two nights. Yeah, I mean, um, you saw the game on on Friday that was back and forth and big giant haymakers thrown by both sides and power plays working and penalty killing. Great saves by goalies, despite the fact that there were eleven goals given up. Um, you know, you can sit there and and say, uh, you know, how could you say it was great goaltending? Well, guys made some big saves, big saves at crucial times. At, at by the key way, times right. So, and. You know, somebody said it was kind of reminiscent to the game that ASU played last year at Mullet against the other Maroon and Gold team. I can buy that, including the the, the result. Um, but a tremendous game. Uh, you saw a, a a team in Denver that can get you in a lot of different ways. Two shorthanded goals by Carter King. Uh, kind of neutralizing the power play goals by ASU. Um, ASU coming right back to score just about every time Denver scored. And quickly. They didn't, they didn't waste a lot of time to, to even that score back up again or to take a lead. So, no, yeah, no. it was pretty impressive. Okay. And, uh, we got to get to Coach Powers because it's about nine and a half minutes, but I think it's gold 
because you're hearing right. from Coach Powers and you're really giving us, he's really giving us, and to tell you how much he was keyed in and, and the students that were there for media were keyed in, I didn't even get a chance to ask a question, but uh, I still uh, think there's a lot of gold coming out of this. And uh, if you're a Sun Devil fan, uh, you've got to take this to heart and see what you can do with it. Here we go. They're, 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 you know, like, it's such a good program win because that, that team is so good. Like, they're so good. They're surgical in everything that they do. Um, so well coached, so deep. So they're just coming in waves. Um, just a fun team to play against and a, and a fun team to be on the ice with. So for the resiliency of our group, you know, they've shown it all year. Um, you know, it, it was really impressive, especially, obviously, you know, the Jackson line was silly with – um, top to bottom, our guys just, just never wavered. They fought and found a way to, to get it done. You said that last week, um, your top line did some really good things. Didn't really get any production this week or today. It was complete opposite of that. You tons of production. Can you have to talk about that? They saved line? it. They saved it for what we needed most, and they were they were the best line tonight on the ice. It wasn't even close. They were. I mean, that team's loaded with with incredible talent, and um, they were incredible. Like they they were just tilted the ice. They were just playing the right way and managing pucks and, and getting pucks in behind them when they had to, um, forechecking really, really well and reloading about pucks that just played the right way. And when they play the right way, they're, they're incredibly dangerous. Coach Power play looked good. Any doubt looked like he was quarterbacking that uh, that top power play unit. Despite level, have leveled back in the second one. I mean, what did you see out of that? Well, I mean, really right now there's not a top unit. You know, I mean, they, they – uh, I mean, both, both power play goals came from the level unit. Um, I would say the time – of each power play was probably about equal. Um, so, you know, it, 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 there's really, you know, whoever's fresh is going to go, you know, and whoever's hot is going to go. And tonight that unit scored two for us. We gave up two on it, but we also got two. So the overtime winner set up by the two grad transfers, Tabby and Tigrad. Yeah. What did you see on the ultimate? Just a great play by Tabby. Like, just a really, really heady play. And, and as soon as Grass got it on his tape, we all felt like he was going to find a way to put it in, and he did. So it's a great moment for those two. Huge win for the program. We're going to enjoy it tonight. We know how good they're going to be tomorrow. They're going to come out really hard and, and probably a little pissed off. we got to match that. And, and if I know anything about our group so far, we will. It's been a handful of you know, upset ranked wins you know, for your program, and specifically in the fall at time, I mean, Merrimack and Denver and Minnesota. Is it a lot to do with this building, just having atmosphere behind you? Like, what is the reason for this recent? We've always been good at home, you know? I mean, at Oceanside, we were really, really good. But, I mean, I think you could you could point to they had a gremlin in every every corner, and we knew, we knew when the gremlins would come out and where they hid. And this place is, is special. You know, this place... The atmosphere was unbelievable tonight, you know, I mean, and I mean, like I said on the radio just a minute ago, like, you know, you, you sit back for the, you know, for those of us that have been here for as long as, as we have and me and, and you look at, you know, a night like tonight against the, the best program in the history of college hockey. That's what Denver is. They have eight national championships, um, the history, the tradition, the success, how good they are, how well coached they are. And then to, to, to be able to get a win against them, you know, in this building from that crowd is, is it's going to sound cheesy, but it's, it's literally what the dream was. It's what the dream was. And, um, you know, now we have to, to again, enjoy it and come back tomorrow and, and try to do it all over again. Uh, two power play goals today for your team and two shorthanded goals against. What do you think of your special teams tonight? 
again, just resilient, you know, I mean, to, to give up, um, especially the, the, the one in the second period, the shorty that they scored and then throw the other unit back out and, and then they go and, and tie it up, what, 20, 30 seconds later. Um, so the, the, everything about tonight, it was just, it was resiliency. It was just, it's a group of kids that, you know, we're going to go down swinging no matter what. And we ended up, you know, throwing the last punch and, and winning. Coach, how do you clean up some of those shorthanded? And you get the win, but there were some mistakes, and Denver's going to come back hard tomorrow. What do you clean up to, you know, play it's, 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 it's hockey. It's a game of mistakes. Like I said, again, we're not perfect. We're far from perfect. We have a lot to clean up, but we are resilient. We have a group that believes in itself and believes in everybody. And when you have that, you take that over perfection all day, right? You're not going to be perfect. It's, 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 it's a tough game, but, uh, when you have a group of kids that, that really truly believe in each other, like they do, you're seven, one on one. Coach, when you look at it, you know, Denver almost has 10 power play goals in the season, really a power play, like to pass the puck around. What can you say about your penalty kill? Tonight? Penalty kill was unbelievable. Dane has done such a good job with the kill, and we just about got through that last one. Um, but just incredible. The, the kill was great. Uh, PJ was great. Um, you know, but but the best kill is to stay out of the box, so we we got to take less penalties tomorrow. You said last week that you think the players were looking forward to Denver already and kind of getting ahead of themselves. You said you never wanted that, but now after a win like this, can you tell that they are kind of focused on that? And- yeah, the focus was there all week. We we could tell the focus was there, you know. Um, and and honestly, last week against Stonehill, we had a good week of practice. But that team, they came out and they competed. And and if you take anyone lightly in college hockey, it's going to bite you in the rear end. And it almost did. We got through it. Um, but our guys were they were focused for tonight. They, they you could tell. You could just tell there was a different vibe. Um, we have a veteran group in there, and and they were ready to play. How do you reset that focus now going into tomorrow and not let this high kind of carry over too much? You just, you can't be content. You know, you have to be greedy. We've, we've, we've won big games on Friday nights before and had to battle for a sweep. And that's what we're, we're in position to do tomorrow is, is obviously try and get another win against a, a great hockey team. Um, we have been there before against these guys. I think it was in 18, 19, um, no, it was nineteen twenty. You know, we beat them at Oceanside on Friday night and then we, uh, we tied them Saturday at Gila River in Glendale, and we, we, we were up 2-1 with uh, under a minute left, you know, and then we, we uh, ended up tying them. So we've been here before them. Um, we've been here before with teams like Quinnipiac at home and, and, and other great programs. So our guys, again, I told them to enjoy it when they walk out of the building tonight, watch it, forget about it, and focus on tomorrow. When you look at last weekend, you played from behind a little bit against Stonehill, and tonight you played from behind a little bit. Do you think last weekend playing from behind helped you tonight? I mean, we played from behind quite a bit. The Merrimack, um, Northern, you know, got a lead on us. Um, so, yeah, again, it, 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 the, the only word I can use to describe our team right now is, is resilient, and, and that's exactly what they've proven to be. What is it about the third period? So far this year, you guys have been really kind of locked down that third period. What's just kind of made that difference? Just, again, resiliency. To be redundant, resiliency. You know, our guys just, they don't quit, you know, and, and – it's, I love having a team like that. Coach, you still have tomorrow, obviously, but after tomorrow, next time you see these guys will be in the NCHC, it'll be that pod grouping yeah. where it's home and home. You know, what do we have to look forward to with these matchups against? You know, well, again, you know, I, everyone wants to try to create this rivalry between us and Denver, and we have not earned that. We haven't earned the, to, to the right to call that program a rival. Our goal is to make them a rival. 
you know, and, and with the geographic uh, location and the pod system and playing them four times a year moving forward, our goal is to make them a rival, but, but they have eight banners hanging. We haven't won them any, you know, and, and they've beaten us quite a bit. So tonight was a good step in that direction, but that's all it was, was a step in that direction. What's it going to take to make them a rival? Continue to do do things like tonight. You know, we, we have to earn respect and, and continue to beat teams this good and grind it out. You know, the atmosphere, I, I think, was unbelievable. It's, it's a great, I think, you know, first future conference opponent um, of the season in Mullet so to, to, to experience Mullet and, and the crowd and the energy and the atmosphere. So I'm sure Denver obviously wanted to come out on the other end, but but it was a fun hockey game for everybody to be a part of. Coach, this entire month of November playing games at home, similar to last year in January, had a slate of every weekend home game, but the results weren't there. Losing a lot of those, those yeah. series. What's the difference with this start right now to how your team's finishing and still being undefeated at home? It, it, it's a different point in the season. We're, we're knock on wood. We're healthy. Last year, we were far from healthy. We were we were completely decimated at that point in the year, trying to just patchwork together lineups, and it was way worse than we even, we even led on to believe. Um, but we're deep. We have some really, really good players watching tonight that are healthy. Um, so you know, we're, we're very deep. Our team's... Um, sticking together, even the guys that are out, they've been unbelievable teammates. They're just as excited as, as, as anyone that's in. Um, it's a great locker room, and it's, a, it's all credit to our, our leadership. Coach, we talked about it earlier this week. Sam Felter coming off uh, three games off. You said he had rest. You felt good. Faced a lot of shots, less up five, but how did you feel about his game? I thought TJ was good, really good when he had to be. You know, I think he would want the second one back. Other than that, you know, I mean, they scored some great goals, which they're going to do. So TJ held us in it. He held us in it. He made some big saves, and he got the win. Thanks, Thanks guys. There you go, head coach Greg Powers on Friday night. Paul, a lot to digest in in that nine minutes and 36 seconds, but um, I think we get the gist of it. This was an important Weekend, and we've talked about it all year. We circled it on the calendar. We said they got to get one. Did they get enough, Paul? Well, I think there's. We'll we will know soon enough. Um, you didn't lose two. Now, did you get a full credit for a win in the pairwise uh, on on Friday? No, but you know that any win over Denver can only help you pairwise in the long run because you know they're going to be, unless they completely collapse and do something completely out of character, which I don't see this team doing, um, is, is only going to help you as they continue to win. Um, again, it's your opponents and your opponent's opponents. And I think we see how good uh, Denver is, how good North Dakota is um, in terms of, the NCHC, we know CC is going to be good. I don't, are they Denver and North Dakota good? I don't know if they're there yet, but um, that'll be the next. Uh, that'll be a big road test uh, for ASU after they play uh, a home series against Providence, who right now is number six in the pair. Whoa, 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 whoa. You jumped right over Anchorage. Let's not, not forget about Anchorage. I'm not forgetting about Anchorage. I haven't gotten there yet. Okay. Ah, let me finish. You got to play Anchorage. You got to play Providence. Then you get to go to Colorado. Yeah, by the College. way, and, and once again, an Anchorage team. By the way, um, that's it, it's not in the the top half of the pairwise, but they're pretty close. So 
Uh, at five, six, and one, they play everybody tough, just like Fairbanks does, uh, who right now is tenth in the pairwise. Um, and you know, so that that back end of the schedule is is going to be much harder than people think. And, and you know, for ASU, you got to win now. You have to build up your computer resume now. Oh, I like that computer resume. I know how much you love the computer. Um, But, uh, you know, I I think what we saw this weekend was a Denver team that we expected with a lot of firepower, a team that might have, uh, I don't want to say goaltending controversy because Matt Davis is apparently hurt, or at least not 100%. Not, not apparently. He is hurt. Well, the coach He's said it. So been hurt for five games. Well, yeah. So I, I don't know what's going to go on with that there. Um, we I can Matt tell you Davis he looked has. healthier on Saturday night leaving the building. So okay. uh, if looks are, mean anything, uh, Coach Carl told me last week that he thought he might be back this week. He uh, mm-hmm. definitely ruled him out against Arizona State, but um, he he will be back. He won't be like the uh, the gold center from the Avalanche who will be out for the year with a lower well, body listen, injury. So anyway, if if looks mean anything, then you and I are in trouble. So um, <laughs> speak for yourself. Well, true. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, I'm right up there with Aiden Hill, apparently. Apparently, um, but. Uh, we know Denver has got a lot of firepower. And I, like I said, I still think they're the best team. I, I think, uh, unfortunately for ASU, they played as good a 30 minutes of hockey on Saturday night as I've seen them play in a long, long time. But they let Denver back in the game, and you can't do that. Yep. And, okay. And, I didn't mean to go 45 minutes with the uh, the weekend the weekend series, but because we got so many more to talk about, let's take that quick break. Let's come back and try to squeeze in a few more sweeps because there were some important ones in teams that we cover. So we will be right back in just a couple minutes. It's time to drop the puck on the nation's best college hockey conference. We bring you closer to the action all season long with access to exclusive on-demand content and more than 140 live games. Catch every big goal and clutch save when you can't be there. We have you covered here. Stream on your phone, computer, or straight to your TV and don't miss a moment from your favorite team. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. 
Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated Spaghetti Shack has three locations at 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe, the ASU location at 922 East Apache Road, and 952 West White Mountain Road in Pine Top. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. And speaking of the Spaghetti Shack, I... Uh... I picked up some Spaghetti Shack uh, before Saturday night's game. I also uh, got a little extra, and we'll be having that tonight after uh, I get back to the hotel from um, this AHL game. But, folks, I want to tell you, if you're uh, if you're looking for a new bank, and it seems like people are always looking for a new bank, I found one. I found one I really like. It's SoFi. And at SoFi, more than 7 million people have uh, have joined the crowd, if you will, uh, an online bank that has everything for you from insurance to loans to student loans to banking, uh, checking, savings, you name it, investments. You can get it all at SoFi. And I'm so happy with SoFi. What I'd like to do is give you the opportunity to try it out yourself. Uh, if you text me at uh, 760-801-8060, that's 760 I will send you a personal invitation to join SoFi. Get yourself free $25 just for signing up with a uh, checking and savings account. Um, make some more money off of your bank when you sign up for direct deposit and uh, make a few direct deposits. So it's a great way to uh, to have a bank pay you instead of you paying the bank. So if you're tired of it, SoFi is the place to go. Take it from me. Uh, I love it. And I highly recommend it. So once again, reach out to me at 760-801-8060. I'm going to make it such a sweet deal. I'm going to give you $25 in your account as soon as you set it up. That's SoFi Bank. Give me a call. Give me a text. And I will set you up. Okay. Um, in addition to that, there's some uh, there's some great stuff going on um, with college hockey. So let's hear from our guys at uh, College Hockey, Inc. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel it towards the goalie. Scores. Gail McCarr. Gail McCarr. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness gracious me! Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. From the nation's best college hockey conference. Access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. From the nchc.tv studios, you're listening to ITHSW Podcasts, College Hockey West Live. Indeed it is, College Hockey West Live. We are just rolling through a show with some great hockey action. I know we spent an awful lot of time at the game that I was at this weekend, the games. 
I was at this weekend at Mullet Arena between Denver and uh, Arizona State. They will enter this weekend's play at 7-2-1, and one, but so will the North Dakota Fighting Hawks. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Akershire Arena Sue, in Palm what? Springs, California. And uh, <laughs> my co-host, who is going what? You don't know the Fighting Hawks? Anyway, um, Paul Hornstein out on the uh, beautiful palatial state on Long Island, New York. Paul, is it still a balmy 85 like it is here in Palm Springs? Uh, no, but it is less than 58 degrees. Uh, I mean, don't send a kid outside in that. No, I know. I know. Uh, Have you learned? No. no. Okay. <laughs> anyway, inside joke there, folks. But anyway, um, Paul, the, uh, the North Dakota Fighting Hawks. So what? Did some stuff um, to, as you like to say, my Bulldogs. I told you, my Bulldogs, Bulldogs are not having a great year. Uh, I don't think they're a really good team. I don't know if they're going to make the tournament even. But anyway, um, North Dakota did what they had to do. They are now 7-2-1 and one also. So three teams out of our 10 that we cover are 7-2-1. and one, And a fourth team is 7-3-1. and one. But first, let's get to those uh, North Dakota Fighting Hawks if we can real quick. Um, because it was a nice sweep for them on the road at Duluth. Yeah, well, they came out really, really strong and, and firing on Friday night. Got a three-goal lead. Uh, your Bulldogs tried to come back but uh, took a late penalty on uh, Friday night and gave a power play goal to put the game away. Um, I, I did, didn't really seem like, Duluth was going to have offensive firepower to, to, to get back in the game, and they really didn't. They only had 22 shots for the night. Um, that That's not going to do it against a team with as much firepower uh, as North Dakota has. Um, and then Ludwig Pearson says, uh, Person said, don't forget about me on Saturday night with a 2 nothing shutout, uh, turning away 30 shots. Uh, a much better offensive effort by your Bulldogs, but uh, again, um, couldn't get it past person. Uh, North Dakota gets a two goal lead. And basically I know they got 30 shots, but five in the second period and 10 late in the game, uh, in the third period, uh, when they were, you know, pulling a goalie and trying to get back in the game. So, um, you know, it was, it was, it was a North Dakota weekend, um, on the road and, you know, so there's, you know, they, fair they, enough. You know, again, uh, seven, really, two and really one. good team. And one of those teams you, you that you could see uh, in the Frozen Four. Um, we'll see uh, again. I heard there's a chance they could be in the Frozen Four. A really good chance. Well, it's a good chance. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they are. Okay. All right. Good. So North Dakota gets a win. That makes three at seven, two and one. Uh, there's another team, though, that's got seven wins, three losses, and uh, no ties. That being the Colorado College Tigers. You knew that no, was coming. No. The Tigers. No. No. Uh, seven, no. three, and oh, Chris Mayotte, Peter best. Menino, um, the, the boys over at in uh, Ed Robeson Arena did what they had to do. I told you. I said they have to come out after this gold pan series and make a statement in Miami, and they made a statement, they Paul. Um, I don't think really Miami uh, w was in these games at all this weekend. I, I really don't think they were. I, you know, that's just my 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 take on it. CC, you know, 
five to one and four to one over the weekend. Um, and again, I don't think that Miami was really in the game at all. Uh, they got a power play goal in the third period on Friday night. Um, uh, way, way, way too late. Uh, they were already down five, nothing. And when you look at the game on Saturday night, it was more of the same. Uh, you know, it was two to one hey, at one point. I had a question for you: Is Noah Laba any good at hockey? He's okay. <laughs> oh, Goodness I mean, just, gracious! What a player! Noah Laba and Gleb Vremiev all weekend long. Miami had no answers for them. None. Uh, there's going to be a lot of teams this year, Paul, that don't have any answers for them. Probably not. And if Chris Mayak can keep them there all four years, oh my goodness, he has built himself a uh, a little program right there in Colorado Springs. Well, we'll see, right? I mean, I guess the goal uh, in college hockey is to keep the top guys there for three years. I think if you get a fourth year out of somebody, you're lucky. Yeah, uh, not going to argue. So. Okay, so so the Tigers Stop that. improved to 7-3-0. and uh, now you look down and you go, who else swept? And oh-oh. Fairbanks did it again. They went on the road. I know everybody. They went to Stonehill, but they put the, the hammer road. down on the, on the road. They put the hammer down on the road. You still went on the road, and I'm and I'm sure that the first game was, um, uh, was was a little tougher for them. Um, a little bit of jet lag. No matter what they say, it it was one one going. You know, midway through the third period, but. Um, you know, Fairbanks came out, got a, a couple of goals in, in, a, in, a, in a short time after Stonehill tied it up. Um, Stonehill only got 15 shots. They, they you know, uh, we know how good Alaska is. We know how, how feisty they are. We know how, how tough they are to play against. And, you know, the, 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 the Stonehill goalie, Dylan Malem made 40 saves, kept him in the game. Right? Because when you get a hot goalie, anything can happen. Right? Saturday afternoon was just completely different. Saturday afternoon was just a route. Uh, it was a route from the start. Alaska outshot Stonehill early in the first period, 24 to 7. I mean, geez, 24 to 7. And it wasn't much, you know, 50 to 19 for the game. So, okay. So Fairbanks gets it done on the road. Uh, Omaha had a battle with LIU in, uh, yeah, in, in Omaha, Nebraska. And, uh, you, you watched that one a little bit and you you had some comments about that to me. Again, we know you, you, if you fall asleep on Long Island, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to nail you. Um, you know, again, uh, the firepower not there on the road. Uh, Omaha played a good, uh, a good solid game. Uh, LIU got the usual goaltending from Brandon Perrone. Um, but again, you can't, you have to play. You have to play. Uh, 60 minutes um, 
which wasn't even enough on Saturday night. Uh, LIU got four power play goals on on Saturday night, including two on a five-minute major late in the game to tie it up. LIU got three goals in the third period to send the game to overtime. Three power play goals. The last one, they actually pulled the goalie uh, and and had a two-man advantage on the ice. Um, the overtime, you know, uh, Omaha put it away early. But, again, another night, you know. Uh, yep. You cannot – there's too much, way too much parity in college hockey. You're going to go to yeah, so- somebody, you're going to pay the price. So LIU now moves from Omaha last weekend to Lindenwood in uh, the Centene Community Ice Center just outside of St. Louis, Missouri, to take on the Lindenwood Lions next weekend. How did the Lindenwood Lions do against Augustana, Paul, in their home opener? Uh, Again, two more battles, right? Uh, We know that these teams are going to come to play every night. That you you it, there there are no free lunches college hockey. Right. Uh, Wait a minute, are there free lunches anywhere? Because uh, I can go for some right now. Spaghetti Shack, that's where we go. There you go. Well, no, you got to pay them too, but um, unless you have a gift certificate, but um, somebody paid them. Uh, you know, a back and forth <laughs> game. That was quite the sequence. Anyway, go ahead. A back and forth game. Just like the ASU Denver game on Friday night, one goal, one goal, one goal, one goal. Um, uh, but Augustana is the one that scored in overtime a minute in. Um, you know, a big crowd uh, at Centene, nice crowd uh, to see the. They're home building. Opener. They're building something. See the home opener, um, and then you go to Saturday night, where again, right. Another tightly contested game. Uh, uh, Augustana actually outshoots Lindenwood 44 to 27. But, you know, Trent Burnham, the veteran that he is, keeps his team um, where it needs to be uh, despite the, the, the difference in shots, especially in the second period. But again, opportunistic Lindenwood, two power play goals. Okay. Um, to to make the difference in the game, right? Uh, Lindenwood goes up two nothing. Augustana comes back to tie the game, and Lindenwood gets three straight to put it away, uh, including two power play goals. And you know you got to uh, you got to stay out of the box. I don't care who you are. You got to stay out of the box. You can't you can't keep taking penalties and expect to win a game college hockey. You just can't. They're too many good players. Okay. And then the final team in our uh, coverage area playing this weekend no, was. No. Oh, who did we miss? Well, we haven't missed anybody yet, but you said the final team. So you missed one of them. Well, we got to we gotta hurry because we've okay, got. Well, uh, we're done. actually out of time, but I got to go on Veterans Day weekend to the military series between Army and Air Force. Air Force comes away with a sweep, correct? Uh, yes, they did. They got an overtime win on Friday. Um, as they actually hold had to hold off Army. 
Frank Ceratori's boys go out to a 3 nothing lead, uh, get a third-period goal to make it 3 nothing. about six minutes in. Uh, and, you know, not that anybody would be surprised that Army, Army didn't quit. If they get uh, an extra attacker goal with 45 seconds left to tie the game. Get a five-on-three goal to make it three to two. And then, you know, pull the goalie and get an extra attacker goal to make it three-three. And Luke Rowe wins it with about 15 seconds to go in overtime for Air Force. Did I tell you how good Luke Rowe is? He is uh he's just a stud. And um, they are fortunate to have that young man, not only on the ice, but off the ice. There, there's nobody better that I've met in college hockey than Luke Rowe. I'll promise you that. Yeah, well, and then they just they just shut down Army on Saturday night. They just shut him down. Okay, so that leaves Anchorage left, right, correct? There you go, correct. And what did Anchorage do this weekend? Well, Anchorage got a win and a tie against Robert Morris, our buddy Derek Schooley, uh, heading up. To the Great White North, and uh, good for him. We always uh, we always applaud those teams that will make that trip. Yeah, you know, Saturday, Friday night, tough, tough matchup, right? At Which it usually is making that trip yeah. to Alaska, and you do a lot of stuff off the ice when you're there, and uh, sometimes getting the focus on Friday night is not the easiest. Oh, a heartbreaker for Robert Morris is Anchorage wins the game with four seconds left. Ouch. That was, you know, after blowing a 2-0 lead to come back. Uh, and Saturday night's game went to overtime, 2-2. And, you know, uh, in that game, uh, Robert Morris was up 2-0. And Anchorage comes back to tie it. But this time there was no late final second heroics by anybody. Uh, so a win and a tie for Anchorage. A uh, good weekend for them. And again, cannot underestimate those teams up in Alaska. You just can't. You do so at your own peril. Yep, absolutely. Um, anyway, so that's kind of the breakdown of our teams in college hockey. There was a bunch more, and uh, we'll get to more of that tomorrow night on College Hockey Coast to Coast. But um, again, uh, what a great weekend of college hockey at Mullet Arena. It, it's beginning to become a spot where people want to gather, uh, hockey people want to gather. I ran into a bunch of old friends, a bunch of people that uh, follow the show, and, um, boy, it was it was fun to see that in the desert. Uh, the desert needs that. They need college hockey, and uh, ASU is filling that void. How can you get an argument out of me? Hopefully one day I'll get to be there myself. <laughs> All right. Take it away, my friend. We'll be back tomorrow night to talk more hockey on College Hockey Coast to Coast. From the NCHC.TV studios behind the mask, College Hockey West Live on the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network has been brought to you by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos Worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. By the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. The Tag Creative Group. Search T. Grand Rudd on redbubble.com and let us help you design that one-of-a-kind gift for you or someone special. 
College Hockey Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. The Caesars Sportsbook app. Download the app or available, but please play responsibly. FedEx, simplify your business shipping with FedEx, the official package deliverage company of Ice Time Hockey West. And by Liberty University, over 700 programs of study to help you impact your community on and off the ice. Strengthen your faith at our state-of-the-art campus. See us at liberty.edu. College Hockey West Live, presented by Behind the Mask, is live every week on the Podbean app. and is available along with all of our weekly podcasts for download at your favorite podcast platform. Search ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. That's ITHSW Podcasts, all one word, to find any of our shows. Subscribe, rate, and review the shows, or just tell a friend to help others find the podcast. Behind the Mask College Hockey West Live and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com. Very well done, my friend. I will give you an update on parity in the American Hockey League Pacific Division. The Tucson Runners have just come into uh, Coachella Valley and Akershire Arena, and they currently lead 5-2 to two over Coachella Valley. It's been uh, all Tucson from the very start. They opened up a 2 nothing lead. Uh, then they ended up, uh, I think, 4-1. I'm sorry, 3-1. And then uh, now it's 5-2, to two, and it is about over here at Coachella, as I'm in the parking lot now and seeing a lot of people leaving, but um, I saw Henderson and I saw um, Colorado play last Wednesday night, and goodness gracious, those are two powerful teams. Now I see Coachella and Tucson. Wednesday night, I'll see San Diego and Bakersfield. Next Sunday, I'll see the uh, Ontario Reign and the Calgary Wranglers. Paul, that's eight of our 10 teams that we cover in the American Hockey League, and I tell you, I, I can't make a prediction on any of them as to who will win the whole thing this year. Well, that's good because now you're not going to jinx anybody. <laughs> Me? Would I do something like that? If they only saw the text messages. Let the let the blowout begin. If they only saw the text messages. <laughs> those aren't allowed to be passed around. They can't pass those around. Well, that's why I'm saying only if they did. <laughs> Anyway, we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, uh, and we'll thank everybody at ASU and, of course, with the Denver Pioneers for all their help in putting together our sound tonight. Of course, David Carl and uh, Greg Powers for uh, giving us some great sound bites, and, of course, the players, uh, Tyler Gratton, uh, the hat trick guy on Friday night in Dylan Jackson. And by the way, that Jackson team, Jackson line is pretty impressive. And, uh, and of course, uh, Jack Devine also from, from Denver. So we thank them. A big shout-out also to uh, the 100-point man, um, Massimo Rizzo, recorded his 100th point uh, in his career for uh, the Denver Pioneers. So all kinds of other stuff going on, too. So we'll have to get to that Tuesday and uh, and talk about some of these milestones that guys are getting because it's either first goals or 100th goal or 50th goal, 100th point or whatever it is. Um, same thing for Reese Garber. Uh, up in uh, Gaber, up in uh, uh, North Dakota. So we got all kinds of stuff to talk about tomorrow. And uh, Tuesday, we'll be back with you tomorrow night. Have a good night, everybody.